You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. Loyalty's my favorite characteristic of God, but finding it in it is hard. It's like trying to find God. You're the only one in your camp with cheese. You pay for everything they eat. Man, that insecurity is deep. Now I ain't said no names. These are just theories if you hear me, baby. It's home. You must admit it's kind of eerie, baby. Like them chemtrails in the sky. Welcome, welcome, Grand Rising to all y'all out there. Welcome to the day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday, and I want to welcome you to a fantastic Friday today. I'm so excited. We got some amazing, beautiful queens in the building. Christina Clark is here. She's going to be telling us all about the Loving Room. Amazing space right there in the Central District, bringing healing books and an, another amazing space for folks to utilize for community gatherings right there to the CD. So I'm so excited to talk to her. And then coming up later on in the show, we got Rashida Hatchets in the building. She is one of our new recurring life experts. I'm so excited for her first segment here on season two of The Day with Trey. We're going to be sharing some remedies for those failed New Year's resolutions that a lot of us end up struggling and dealing with. I'm so glad that she's here to bring us some tips and tricks that we can use to get through all of that. But of course, y'all know it's the top of the show. So it's a great time for you to tag and share the stream. Go ahead, tag and share the stream with folks you feel could benefit from a daily dose of dopeness right here on The Day with Trey. If you can't watch us, you can always listen to us anywhere you find your favorite podcast. Just search Converge Media Network, The Day with Trey. Y'all will find me on Google, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, you name it, whichever one is your favorite. Um, So please search for us, find us there if you cannot watch our show. That's all right. Um, Also, huge shout out to everybody who is tagging and sharing, um, is sharing the podcast, tagging and sharing the stream. We appreciate all of you. Um, It really is, has been such a huge honor to be on this platform and to bring amazing stories to you all. So thank you so much for all the love you guys have been pouring back in here to the show. It's reciprocal, right? And I'm appreciative of it. Well, I want to get started right away because I don't want to waste any time. Christina Clark is up next. She's in the building. She's going to be telling us all about the loving room. It is a new, amazing space. And already I've been hearing nothing but great things about it. What's up, Christina? Hey, good morning, Trey. I'm feeling good. I'm so honored to be on the show with you today. Thank you. Oh, absolutely. Well, I'm so glad we got connected. And shout out to Geneva Burton, who was like, you know, look, you got to know about this space. Um, When she came several weeks ago, she she was sharing that she was going to do an event there. And I, I know you guys just had an event last night, but before we get into that, tell us a bit about the Loving Room. Yes. Thank you so much for the opportunity. So Loving Room, also known as Loving Room Diaspora Books and Salon, is a black woman independently owned community bookstore reading room and a cultural salon. Um, So we have a variety of books um, for readers, black readers of all ages, black authored books. I said about 98, 99% black author books. Yes, um, that is the goal to really center our literature and our narratives. Um, We have children's literature, books for young adults, um, and then, of course, fiction and nonfiction across a variety of genres for adults as well. Um, We have new titles that are available for sale and definitely trying to feature a lot of like current black authors. Um, Then I also have what's considered the reading room collection. So it's a permanent collection of books and it's a lot of used and donated titles, some vintage, some new, um, but that's really available for people 
to either read on site at their leisure or to actually take home with them and then bring back whenever they feel it's time. So that is Loving Room in a nutshell. Um, we're also, like you mentioned, a community event space. So it is available for private bookings. I have sliding scale pricing to really be able to make it accessible to the community. Um, but it's an activated space. Um, and I guess the thing that stands out is that, you know, for me, I think about literature as just a vehicle. Um, and it's one way that we can come to an experience of healing as Black people and in collective. Yeah, I, mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I'm getting goosebumps just mm -hmm. hearing you talk about it because it's so necessary. And what I love is that we need a wide variety of spaces to yes. really just be. And that's what I've heard about Loving Room. Mm -hmm. I've heard that, you know, this is a space where people really feel welcome. They understand that it's like a space where they're learning yes. too, because uh, a lot of your book collection mm -hmm. there is, is speaking to, like you said, all ages, yes. you know, it's speaking to our culture and it provides, I think when, when, when you hear 98 to 99% Listen. of black <laughs> authors in right. one space, mm -hmm. I mean, for black people, we go there and we go, oh, it's like, let me take exactly. a breath, you know, like I've been waiting to exactly. exhale in all these other spaces <laughs> that aren't built for me. Yes. The Loving Room is very intentional about that. I want to mm. hear about the beginning of this story for mm. you in terms of going on this journey to open Loving Room for all of us to be mm -hmm. able to appreciate and explore. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for that question. So um, the vision for Loving Room is actually quite long. It dates back to over a decade at this point. It took me quite some time to really, I think, build up the confidence and the courage to say that this is something that not only can I do, but that I have permission to do. Some of us, you know, we're a little reluctant when it comes to these passion projects. So I started thinking about Loving Room, I want to say back 2012, 2013, at the time I was working at Garfield High School. And I was at Garfield for a little over five, almost six years um, in two different roles. I was working with ELL students as a bilingual instructional assistant and also working with the Black Student Union at Garfield. So if y'all remember when things were off and popping 2013, 2014 with the BSU, that was the time that I was there. And so Loving Room was a product of both. On the one hand, my personal passion for books. I feel like I'm a lifelong reader. I, I just love books and I especially love Black author books because it speaks truth to our experiences, both as on the individual level and as a collective in a historic sense. Um, and I feel like it's been very nurturing and healing for me. So that's something I really wanted to share. Um, at the time that I was working with Garfield, I was having conversations with students and also witnessing things in the classroom that really had me thinking about what does it mean for us to experience our literature in a way that's affirming and centers our humanity and our dignity, and especially thinking about our young people. Um, and I've talked about this, you know, in some of the, the places where I've had the opportunity to talk about Loving Room is it was always shocking to me, you know, working at Garfield or being at, you know, say Douglas Truth, places where like Black youth would frequent um, to see people getting kicked out of the library. Mm -hmm. And that was just a common thing of like Black youth being in the library but maybe they're being too loud according to, you know, educators. And so they're being confronted. Do you have a pass? Who sent you here? Why are you here? And in my mind, I'm thinking these young people are in a library. Can we just pause for a minute? And think about all the other things that they could be doing. They're in a library. They're socializing. They're with their friends. Um, so that was definitely part of the seeds of 
excuse me, of loving room. Um, and then, you know, life shifts. I'm now actually a parent. I have two daughters. I have a seven-year-old and a four-year-old. So as a parent, I think it's been a really healing experience for me to be sharing Black books, um, Black author books with my daughters. Um, it's amazing just the abundance of books that are being published right now by Black writers and then just how many themes and topics are being unearthed to speak to, you know, our intergenerational healing. Um, there's so many messages of affirmation, positivity. So I think as a parent, that was another um, degree of uh, just urgency towards bringing this to life. Um, and then I'll say most recently on the local level, we're looking at the ongoing onslaught of gentrification. We know that we're still being massively displaced in the central district. Um, and without getting into too much detail, there's some property that I have my eye on. I could tell you going back to like 2014, those little storefronts right next door to Langston. Mm. I remember meeting with Royal uh, back in like 2014 and talking to her about this vision. And she was saying, yes, whatever you want to do, we'll support you. Um, fast forward to now, 2021, 2022, and now 2023, those storefronts are still vacant. Mm -hmm. They're still not in use. They're still right next door to Langston. They could be activated, but um, they're not available for folks to rent. And I found that out this last year, the current owners had been looking for tenants and then kind of um, did a 180 and decided that they weren't going to make it available. And so I think because that was my dream spot, I had my eyes on it for so long. Like once the bubble burst, it was like, okay, so what is Loving Room? If it's not this location that you've been imagining for so long, what is it? And then what do you need to do to make this happen? So really probably about a year ago, almost um, this month or February last year was when I really started moving things into place. And it's been an outpouring spiritually, emotionally, materially, you know, financially, but I've also been met. Um, as much as I've poured out, I've also received. Community has given back. I've had donations. I've had book donations. I've had like 96-year-old woman literally bring me boxes upon boxes of books, um, all Black authors, everything labeled and organized that she wanted to see going to a home where she knew they would be stewarded and cared for. She had signed copies of Vintage My Angelou, Alice Walker. Like, I can't even tell you. It's just a treasure trove. I've had a retired Black librarian donate polling books off her personal shelf at home. Um, it's just been incredible. So I think it was just, like I said, kind of trusting that this is the moment and then putting it out there. And I've, I've just been astounded. It's been amazing. So is, yeah, thank that, you. That right mm -hmm. there is, you know, when you create a space like that where mm -hmm. people can pour into it yes. in the ways that you just described, mm -hmm. it wouldn't be that if that space wasn't there. This is so true. kudos to you <laughs> for the you. vision and for pushing through. I'm so mm. emotionally oh overwhelmed <laughs> right now just <laughs> listening you. to the story thank because you. our people mm. are doing it again when i think right. about the brilliance that this yes. wall represents yes. every monday through friday right. i'm in front of this wall and i'm always thinking mm. about how we are carrying yes. these amazing legacies forward how we're staying resilient and persistent in the face of so much oppression gentrification mm. disruption of our lives and our communities mm. um and 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 the proliferation of our culture right. where we don't really always receive the benefits of that. Yes. Um, but we know that Black culture drives culture throughout yes. this country and the globe. Listen. Um, and so mm. I love hearing the intentionality of your vision mm. and, uh, and to also share that none of this comes super easy. 
these this these are things that we have to press for mm -hmm. and these are opportunities when we understand the value of what we're bringing to our community it's on us to yes. see it through so kudos mm. to you christina Thank because you. honestly without you doing that mm. the the connectivity that you just described mm -hmm. and i know that will continue on right. as people hear this story today mm -hmm. that is because you created that space and i'm so glad that you were mm. able to find another storefront in Listen. the central district <laughs> right because it's no. like only right that it's there mm -hmm. um but exactly. but but you have an amazing space and honestly mm. uh I'm, I'm so grateful to know that you've opened it up for communities to host events there. Yes. Tell us a bit about that, because yes. I know uh, Geneva was doing right. her, book, her series there, Black mm -hmm. Love uh, Seat series. Mm -hmm. uh, you had an amazing event last night. Right. Tell us a bit about how the events have been like yeah. also bringing energy into Loving the events truly are the heartbeat and the energy of Loving Room. I have to say that it's pretty quiet, you know, daytime. I know people at work and at school, but um, when folks come into the space for an event, that's where you really feel that activation. So, yeah, like you mentioned, Geneva came in um, back in December and she talked about her um, program, which is a Black Love Seat series. Um, this is a space for centering Black joy. Um, black connection, black love, and through different mediums. So the first event, um, it was beautiful. Uh, Geneva was there. She had a friend. She had a couple people with her. It was like spoken word, like improvisation, live music, drumming, and then just an activated space where people could share experiences. And just the energy was so high. The vibes were very high. That At the time, that was probably the most people I'd had at the space at that point. Um, it was completely full. It was like intergenerational space. That was beautiful. Um, and I know she's going to continue to bring that series back. I think we're taking a pause in January, you know, recalibrate for the new year. Um, so you can find her on Where Is Neba? And of course, Loving Room Books um, is where you can find out more about the programs that we offer in partnership with groups like Neva's work. Um, in addition to that, um, I've partnered with Seattle Urban Book Expo. So I know you all know Jeffrey Cheatham. Um, he brought an event, we called it Write In, Write On. And it was a writing activity, a guided facilitated writing activity. It was a three hour long program. Um, Jeffrey had guided writing exercises. We also provided food. It was just a really mellow spot where you could come and dial delve into your work. Um, so that was a beautiful event. We're hoping to do that quarterly. Um, the next one, I don't have the exact date, but I think it's like the third Sunday in February. So you could keep an eye out for that as well. Um, and then, yeah, most recently, I'll just go right into it because I actually have something for you from the event last night. I'm super excited to share. Um, but we had RuMap. Um, and if you're not familiar with RuMap, she is the founder and CEO of an organization called Outdoor Afro. Um, Outdoor Afro is, I believe, over 10 years old at this point. Um, but they have like over 30 chapters spread throughout the United States. And according to her, it's the place where Black people in nature meet. So it's really about celebrating like a reclamation of our relationship to the land as Black people, a healed uh, connection to the land, being able to experience the outdoors, hiking, fishing, all of these different things that, you know, for very many reasons, we don't always gravitate to immediately. There's, you know, real questions about safety and, you know, how do we be outside and, and be safe? But she's created a community. Um, it's like a digital platform through her, her blog that she started with Outdoor Afro. And now it's just this like thousands deep uh, community. I think she had like over 91,000 people on her Instagram and I realized the level of her impact. Um, and she was here in Seattle and has a new book out. It's I'll go ahead and show the book. So I have a copy for you right Aww. here, Trey. Um, 
So y'all can Yay. take a look. So this is her book. It's called Nature Swagger, Stories and Visions of Black Joy in the Outdoors. It's an anthology. So it's a collection of testimonies and photographs from Black people all over the country and around the world um, talking about their healed relationship with the land, with the outdoors. So she gave her author talk. We had a um, local uh, outdoor educator, Kevin Debs. He was hosting the event um, or hosting the author talk and the Q&A. Um, and it was packed. It was beautiful. So this is just the beginning. This was our first author talk. Um, we have some other things coming up. There's a professor at UW, um, Dr. Habiba Ibrahim. She teaches in the Department of English. She has a book out. Um, so we're looking at bringing her in in March. It's going to be a two-part event. So a book club meeting and then an author talk with her as well. So... Just getting, you know, the juices flowing and starting to plant seeds and and hopefully seeing a lot more come to flourish in the space along these same lines with that same energy of black healing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much for bringing me a gift. And I yeah. will say, Curtis, did you already show the photos? I'm sorry. I've been so enthralled. Oh, no, you're fine. I, we do have some photos of <laughs> yeah. the space yeah, uh, that people can kind of get a, a feel for. This is amazing because mm -hmm. you have uh, right there yeah. an amazing kind of family feel when you walk in already very warm <laughs> and inviting um and then you also gave us a photo that showcases mm -hmm. what it looks like when people yep. are there so exactly. i mean clearly there mm -hmm. there is a lot of great energy happening mm -hmm. christina this is a spot for you to be sharing these amazing events Thank always you. know that you can come here we can check in yes. you know let me know what's going down for the month for the quarter whatever Absolutely. because i really really appreciate the mm -hmm. opening of love room and everything you are bringing to the central district one more time look right there in the camera yes. before i let you go let thank folks you. know how to connect with loving room absolutely thank you so much trey it's been a gift and a pleasure to be on the show with you here today you can find us on instagram at loving room books you can also find us online at lovingroombooks.community and then as our physical address we are on the corner of 20th and union in the central district and the address is 1400 20th avenue so we're just on the north side of Union, um, right in the heart of the Central District. So thank you, Trey. I appreciate you. This has been a gift. Um, and I'm looking forward to the ongoing conversations. I know we have some um, things bubbling too, as far as some programs that are coming into the space. So I'm really excited to get those details in place and then to be able to share that with the community. Absolutely. Appreciate you. Thank you. Appreciate you. you. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I could talk to Christina for a very long time, but of course <laughs> I got to leave space because Miss Rashida Hatchet hey. is in the building. And when I tell y'all, she is looking fabulous okay. on this front. Friday. I mean, I done came dressed down, but she is all the way right. Right after this short break, I get to dive in with her. Stay tuned. You're watching The Day with Trey. Prosperity in Black America. What will this require? Is Black business prospering? Are we reaching women and minority-owned businesses? How do we achieve earning parity for wealth for our families? Do our children really have access to education? Will our families have choices for our children? Prison pipelines, mass incarceration, tearing our families apart. A healthcare system not accessible to the masses. The disproportionate termination of black women from corporate America. When will we actually begin to address what's really at play? How do black people gain more power to help make these changes? This requires a lot of political will and courage. I'm that provocateur of change. I am Cindy Bright. Welcome to Heartbeat. 
Will you marry me, baby? Yeah. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Trey Holiday. We're bringing back Black Love When We Met. That's right. We need something to warm all of our hearts and to elevate love once again in our communities. We want y'all to go to whereweconverge.com forward slash black love so y'all can nominate your favorite couple for the next rendition of this show with me as the host. Let me sit down and have them on my couch and share how their love can inspire us all. Make sure y'all go and get your nominations in today and be on the lookout for Black Love when we met. Coming at you on Converge Media very soon. Welcome back, everybody, to The Day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday. This is such an amazing episode already, and that amazingness is going to continue because our life expert and resident life coach right now, we got another one in the building, Miss Rashida Hatchet. What's up, Rashida? Uh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yes. We we spent some time uh, a while ago talking, but I'm so glad. I want to give you space. Give the people who you are, what you do. Make sure they know. Ah. So I am Rashida Hatchett. I am a uh, registered nurse uh, by profession, and I am also a resilience expert. So all of the coaching that I do with women is around whole life leadership and using resilience through um, that lens of being able to bounce back from things and get through life because life is rough sometimes. And, you know, it'll give us a few blows and we have to be able to move forward. And one of the beautiful things about Black women is that we are born resilient, but there are so many things that we can do in order to increase that so that we're not only moving forward, but we're better on the other side of the stuff that happens. Yeah. You know, I, I got to say, we were just having a great conversation about amazing books and you have your book here. Sis, it's time to thrive. Yeah. The Unicorn's Guide to Loving Yourself Audaciously. This yes. is amazing. Thank uh, you. Kudos to you and, and Amazon.com bestselling author. Yes. I mean, wow. Congratulations. And thank you so much for bringing your brilliance here to the day with Trey. Uh, you and I go back a long time, but yeah. it's such a beautiful thing to see you not only coming through, killing the game. I mean, I'm telling y'all, this outfit is phenomenal. Uh, and I wish the, the, the cameras could get your shoes because they are on point but also it's so great to know and see you thriving in your purpose yeah. tell us a bit about you know some of the things you really kind of generalistically want to be sharing as we have some recurring segments happening with you yes. on this season I'm so excited to be a recurring guest so thank you so much for that opportunity you know what I really want folks to understand about what I do is that it really is about moving us forward as a people, moving forward as a person and setting yourself up for success. So a lot of what I do is around leadership with women. Um, and again, I talk about whole life leadership. So we're leading personally and professionally. And what does that look like? How do we maintain that balance in our wellness and create that harmony that we want to have where we're doing what we want to do in life? We're walking in our purpose, but we're we're also feeding our families, right? We're also taking care of business. And that can be a really hard balance. You know, often we have these things that are tugging at us that we want to do, but we're not really sure how. How do I do it? How do I step out on faith and get started? So I talk to women who are ready to step out on faith, get started in that thing that sets their soul on fire, that thing that they could do if nobody was paying them, that thing that this like it's been tugging at me, it's been pulling at me. And you and I have talked 
talked about this before, like having that thing inside of you that you're like, I know that this is what I do to take care of myself, my family, but this is this thing that I just need to just crack open because it's, it's gnawing at me. And so I work with women who are ready to move forward on that thing. They have decided that the time is now I'm ready and it's time for me to put myself first and to do the thing that I've been dreaming about. Yeah. You know, this is so real. And, you know, many of us get stuck in what pays our bills. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's just true because we do have to make a living. That's a part of our life here uh, in this society. However, you know, I love that you are establishing a foundation for many women to find a way to bring that thing out to the public and bring it out of them. Um, and that kind of gets us to some of the things we want to touch on today in terms of, man, we do need some remedies for these failed New Year's resolutions, uh, Rashida. I know for me, I have a whole system of really yeah. cultivating goals in my life for mm -hmm. the for the new year. What does that look like for me and taking my life to another level? Uh, tell us about some of these tips that we need in our lives to ensure that we are staying resilient with yeah. these goals. Well, the big thing about resilience is really making sure that you understand why you're doing what you're doing, if it's relevant to you, what's the reason behind it, and is this something that is really going to move you forward, right? And when we start talking about resolutions, um, I always kind of sigh when people are like, oh, I'm making a resolution. I'm like, oh, gosh, no, not another one, right? And, the, and really, it's because we don't need another resolution. What we need is life change and growth, right? We need sustainable growth in our life. And that doesn't happen by these like swing at the moon resolutions that we make, right? The I'm going to begin uh, going to the gym every day, right? But you haven't been to the gym any day in the last 12 months. So is that really realistic, right? Yeah. And most of the time the answer is no, which is why we don't succeed. And so the first thing that I tell folks is drop the resolution, right? We're not making resolutions. What we're doing is creating life changes, small incremental growth that pushes us forward. Resolutions just don't work. They're not sustainable because we usually don't have a plan around them. That's really why they don't work. We come up with this idea and we just say it out loud and we're like, it's just going to manifest and that doesn't happen. So that's the first one. The second thing I say is be intentional. Be intentional. Look at what it is that you're wanting to do how it's going to change your life, what it's going to do differently for you, how you're going to use that thing that you're going to create in this season of growth to be better and to better yourself, your community and the folks around you, right? So real intentionality around it, understanding and digging into the why of why you're doing this, right? It's not enough to just say, hey, I'm going to focus on my health. Why? What do you want to focus on your health for? What's the reason? What's the why behind it? So that's the second one. Now, third and finally, we've all heard this, create a SMART goal. It's got to be SMART. Goals have to be specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, right? And they've got to have a timestamp on them. Otherwise, you're wishing. You're just throwing something out there into the world and saying, I hope it happens, right? But if we create a SMART goal, if we get specific about what we're going to do, how we're going to measure it, put a timestamp on it. I'm going to do this within the next two weeks, within the next 30 days. Now we're starting to create room for us to grow. We're going to call ourselves higher with that, right? And that's the goal. The goal is to expand. The goal is to push yourself outside of your comfort zone so that you can 
really get to that big audacious goal, right? That swing at the moon thing, we're not forgetting about it. We're just breaking it down into smaller pieces so we can actually succeed at doing it. Uh, Come on, Rashida. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, we all need to understand that there are so many different avenues to attaining our goals. But if we are not very specific about it, Mm -hmm. measuring it, doing something that's going to allow us to have a timestamp on it, making it realistic, all of these things. I love that framework. I've used it in my career, right? In work life, you know, you're like, hey, that's what we have to do because we have to move a project forward, right? Right. So you don't have a choice but to be like, oh, it's this is a deadline. Okay, now let me look uh, at, at the end goal here and go backwards, you know, mm-hmm. using an agile method. I just love, there's so many different ways. And thank you for bringing that to the forefront because yeah. we need it. Um, I'm excited that you're going to be coming on recurringly. Thank you for making time in your busy schedule to be with us every month. We're going to be having some amazing segments with you and I'm looking forward to it because I'm telling you, this is something that I also learned from. So of course, before I let you go, I got to give you time. Let the folks know how they connect with you and all the amazing work that you're doing. Look right there and let them know. So you can find me on social media. I am on Instagram and Facebook at Rashida Hatchet Media. Hit my website at RashidaHatchetMedia.com. Go to my um, page and download your free Resilience Beats Burnout Guide. Go get it. Get on my email list. There's all types of goodies and goodness that is to come for you there. I am excited for you all to bring in this new year with new goals that are realistic, right? Stuff we're actually going to do. We're dropping the resolutions and we are setting ourselves up for success. So use those three tips and get moving. Yeah, get moving. Absolutely. Miss Rashida Hatchet, thank you so much. My pleasure. Uh, I told y'all, killing the game today. Uh, brought her A game. Thank you so much for those tips. I'm definitely going to be using them. I appreciate you. My pleasure. <laughs> of course, I get to wrap all of this greatness up right after this short break, y'all. Stay tuned. You're watching The Day with Trey. COVID-19 hurt my income, my health, and my family. We were about to lose our home when we heard we might be eligible for homeowner assistance funds from the government. We called 1-877-894-HOME and a housing counselor stepped in, talked to our lender, and saved our home. Federal funding details at WashingtonHalf.org. That's WashingtonHAF.org. Welcome back, everybody, to The Day with Trey. Of course, it's been a fantastic Friday today. I got to thank my guest, Christina Clark, and, of course, Rashida Hatchett. You know, Christina gave me this book right here by Roommap, uh, Nature Swagger. And for those of you who don't know, uh, I spent a, a great portion of my high school time living in the woods. I lived in the woods during the summer before I went into 11th grade. So from 10th to 11th grade, um, six weeks in the woods with Seattle Conservation Association. We rebuilt vegetation, restored a whole two and a half mile long trail. Um, and I had the time of my life. It really cemented so much of who I am today in terms of being an environmentalist, caring for the world and the earth. And I love seeing black people out here doing it. And that's what this book is about. So Christina really gave me a gem. And also, 
I would have the other book here, but she just signed it for me. So now I got two signed copies. You guys make sure you go to Amazon and get your book from Rashida Hatchet, Amazon bestseller right here in Seattle, doing it big and bringing us tips. I'm so glad that she'll be on every month. So I got to give a huge shout out to both of them for bringing the inspiration on this first Friday of season two for the day with Trey. They both killed it for me. And of course, I want y'all to be inspired. You know, I'm going there. People be inspired by the stories of Christina and loving room, be inspired by the tips that Rashida was sharing, because we do need to take some real seriousness about our goals, breaking big ones down into incremental steps so we can get there. Let's all be on this journey together and let's all find a way to see ourselves as a part of the solution as the two of them have. Of course, for me until Monday, y'all at 11 a.m. Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.